the great Joe Tacopino. Good morning, Joseph. Yeah, good morning. Really morning. I mean, this is, you know, when we talked about doing this from L.A. last week, I was fine. It's 6 a.m. here. And I was, <laughs> yeah. my, my motor doesn't really get going until about 9, so we'll give us a shot. We'll, All right, well, you are in L.A. Do. Well, now that you mentioned you're in L.A., let's get to that story first, because I've got about eight minutes, but I want to cover three stories with you. We'll get back to Ivanka Trump in a second. But you're in L.A. because you lead the league in celebrity clients from Leonardo to Foxy Brown to Alex Rodriguez to Lilo Brancato. The list goes on and on. But you are representing ASAP Rocky, and, of course, he's married to Rihanna. That trial uh, going on in L.A. right now, how's that thing going? No, it's actually we're at the preliminary hearing stage in California. They have this, this, this strange but very beneficial process where before the trial in a criminal case, if it's a felony, you get preliminary hearings, which we don't have in New York. And basically yeah, one bite of the apple before the, the jury comes into play. Um, so it's, it was yesterday was a very interesting day. We had the, uh, the complainant, uh, the former friend of, of Rocky, claiming he was shot by Rocky or shot at by Rocky, depending on which version of his story you want to hear. Um, and I think it pretty much fell apart yesterday, according to most media reports anyway. But being there, it was clear that this uh, this case is not going to withstand scrutiny any further, especially when it gets to a jury. So it's going well. But, you know, this little process to go through, we have this case, we have civil cases. Um, but there's some nice surprises coming coming the way of this, uh, this complainant who's looking to get very rich off a uh, scrape on his knuckles that he claims was done by a, <laughs> yeah. a bullet, a bullet. So it's uh, it's it's just it's, it's a, a case that has to be. It's a serious case because it's obviously it's a felony. And he's facing serious jail time. And he's got two beautiful kids with Rihanna, but he, he's going to be fine. And we're going to go through this, and and he'll uh, he'll be vindicated. Well, of course, he's going to be fine. He's got the best attorney in the world, and you actually like him. Like I know that you care about all your clients. So yeah, you actually like uh, Aesop Rocky and Rihanna, so I would say that uh, the other guy's in big, big trouble. Let's get to Ivanka Trump. You heard Tish James there yelling, uh, listen, she can claim that she's not a part of it, but Ivanka's part of it, just like Eric and Don Jr. and her father, and I'm going to get him, I'm going to get him, I'm going to get him. I mean, anybody with a, with, with a brain knows that this is uh, one of the most ridiculous cases in the history you got a city and state that's falling apart, and this is all this AG seems to care about. I've asked Alan Dershowitz. I've asked Judge Napolitano earlier today, can we disbar this woman? That's probably not going to happen. But at the very least, she should be ashamed of herself. Well, she should be ashamed of herself if she doesn't believe her own BS. But she believes her own BS. I mean, that's the problem. I and mean, look, this is what I, I'll go back to this one point that I will say from the mountaintops because it's the point that really shows you the true colors and what's going on in this case. She, when we, she, she was campaigning for Attorney General, Letitia James, went on to campaign on the fact that she was going to get Donald Trump. Here's the problem with a statement like that when you're campaigning for a law enforcement office. She wasn't a law enforcement official at that time. She was a private citizen who did not have access to evidence, didn't have subpoena power, wasn't running an investigation. How did she know she was going to get down? Well, that's well. There you go. So access, hold on, but hold on. But that's but that's why I said to Napolitano because I'm not that smart. Trust me, I'm not a legal guy like you are. But that's why I said to Judge Knapp and Alan Dershowitz, this smells like something to me, something to me that she can be disbarred for because you just laid it out. How did she know? She knew because she didn't. It wasn't a statement based on the facts that she had uncovered. Because she wasn't even a, in the attorney general's office yet. She was a, a private citizen running for office, so she had no evidence. It was uh, you know she had the same amount of evidence as all of us had. 
But she didn't know, but she knew what her political position was going to be, and she was going to use this as a stepping stone to go further. You know, she wants to become governor. She has aspirations, and she thinks this is going to be the case that, you know, it emboldens her to become a, a, a national hero she takes down Trump. The problem with this case is, one, it's a, jo- it's a joke. It is a joke uh, because no one lost money. Uh, disclaimers were made that these were private um, assessments, that they were not audited financials, that, that Deloitte, the bank, um, sorry, Deutsche Bank should do their own their own due diligence, which they did. But but it's, it just doesn't seem to matter. It's just get him, get him, get him. Look, there are cases like this, cases like the Manhattan District Attorney, Stormy Daniels case, uh, that, that, that just don't belong in courtrooms and are only there because of who he is. So that, then there's the cases in Washington, D.C., Georgia, um, Florida. Those are, those are cases that are more serious. I still think they're all politically motivated, but there are at least cases that you have to pay attention to. This case here, don't forget, nothing happens at the end of this. It's a civil case. Nothing's going to happen. Um, what, she's going to find, he's going to, the judge's going to find him some money that's not going to really make a dent in his pocketbook? It doesn't matter. This was a mistake to bring because it's, it's giving him a platform, the president, to ex- express his grievances. And people believe that this case, look, look what's happening here. Ivanka Trump dragged into this for no reason. The appellate court dismissed Ivanka from the case. They dismissed her. But Letitia James was talking about her being a, a co-conspirator in something that, you know, never really happened because there was no fraud here. You're exactly right. Okay, let's move to story number three, Joseph Takapina, which is something else I brought up with uh, Dersh, who I'm going to see tonight. They made a documentary about him. They're making the movies in the East Village. And Daniel and I are going to uh, see the movie with Alan, take him out for dinner afterwards, and Judge Knapp. And um, that is these rallies. And uh, my question is very simple. When does freedom of speech, the First Amendment, become hate speech? you got people out there screaming genocide to the Jews, kill the Jews, from the river to the sea. There's no word murder in there, but that implies kill the Jews. So, Joseph Takapina, when does freedom of speech become hate speech? You know, that, that type of rhetoric, rhetoric is hate speech. It's not necessarily illegal, Sid. I mean, if it were, there would be many, many people in jail. What you cannot do is cross the line between hate speech and incitement, okay? The courts have really – the courts have defined all this, right? The courts have narrowly defined incitement as expression that pushes imminent lawless action. Um, anything short of that definition is protected speech under the First Amendment. Which, by the so, way, you know what's a perfect uh, proof of that? Jack Smith was dying to charge Donald Trump with incitement on January 6th, but he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Right. And that's exactly right. Look, you can, you can argue, you can plant the seeds of violence in people. You, you can rile up a crowd even, and sometimes the violence follows. But as long as you don't incite violence, it has to be it's a very fine line. But, you know, it's, it's something that you have to be very attentive to because free, First Amendment rights in this country are very, very, very important. We start, we start curbing speech, free speech, we're in trouble. But, again, there is a line. You can't yell, you know, you've heard this before, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater, okay, um, because you put people at risk. So there's a, there's a strong, strong difference between hate speech and, and, and free speech and what draws the line. So it's, it's, it's something that we have to pay attention to, especially in the world we live in now. But, but you know, it, it's, it's, as I said, there is a line to be crossed. And when you incite, when you incite, when you say something that incites violence, that is no longer protected free speech. So, uh, you know, there's Supreme Court cases on this. I mean, Virginia versus Black, 
Um, and, and, and that was when Sandra Day O'Connor described true threats as statements in which the speaker means to communicate serious expression of an intent to commit an act of unlawful violence to a particular individual group of individuals. In other words, the more specific the, the immediate threat, the more likely it will be regarded as illegal and not protected speech. You know, it's one thing to say, said, let's use this. It's one thing to say, kill all the Jews versus kill that Jew who has my kid's school teacher who gave him an F. Gotcha. Okay? It, yeah. it, it, that's that's great. So. That's great. No, that's great, man. That's a, that is a great example, Joseph. This is why you're the best. I love you. In the final 30 seconds, you are Joseph Takapina. You are the industry standard. Doesn't matter whether you're Al Sharpton, Sean Hannity, Donald Trump, Sid Rosenberg. You want Joe Tacopina in your corner. So with that said, as you're in Los Angeles today, defending a major, major superstar, Aesop Rocky and his beautiful wife, Rihanna, please tell me that the great Joe Tacopina is staying in Beverly Hills and not Los Angeles. Of course, the peninsula of Beverly Hills. Jim and Cece, the manager here. They I, knew me. Sid, I knew it. I knew it. They embroidered my pillow sheets. It had no. a JT on my I swear to God, I'll send a picture when I'm done here. I'm oh like, my. like this. I walked in. My pillows have JTs on them. So what happens? Do I get to take these pillow sheets? I, I think I'm going to take them. Oh, you have to. Know you know, the first time I saw that was this weekend. They had that ridiculous BravoCon for the housewives in Vegas, and every housewife had their initials embroidered on the pillow. You got the same thing in Beverly Hills? It's crazy. Yeah, I do. I, I, wow, good for you. Yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. Very, very exciting. You are the I best. I Los Angeles, aside from the traffic and the fact that there's no centralized downtown. You have to walk everywhere. I, I, what I really hate about Los Angeles is that the Ranger games are on at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> 